0: this is christian hey this is damon this is the amazing nerd show
1: holy crap black panther's making a lot
0: of money i know how do we get a part of marvel you know how do we get on that payroll how do i get a job at disney at this point i don't know man i don't know (laughs) i don't even know if they'll accept you at disney world i know (laughs) sweeping floors (laughs) good luck with that christian i know (laughs) they do have high standards there
1: they do The House of Mouse has (laughs) high standards. I don't know if they'll be hiring you, the likes of you, my friend. But Black Panther has made over $400 million domestically. That is now, it's right behind Age of Ultron, uh, (sighs) Marvel-wise. So it is ranked
0: third. Marvel-wise, like DC had a chance. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know what the um, Dark Knight movies did. Oh, well, the Dark Knight movies do very well. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll Google that while we're talking. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. Make for awesome podcast listening. (laughs) Uh, Christian
1: Googling. But yeah, so it is now third, and it is right behind Age of Ultron, and should be able to catch up to them probably this weekend, I'm guessing, because it's only $47 million behind. So, now... The Avengers is ranked number one and mm-hmm. they're at like six hundred million. So I don't know if they're gonna be able to catch
0: that. Jeez, tr- I didn't know The Dark Knight made a billion dollars. Worldwide. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are you surprised by that? I'm not surprised by it, but I just I wasn't aware at the time.
1: Okay. Well, yes. It it did it did very well for itself,
0: Christian. It <laughs> was a great movie. Alright. Anyways. So. so yes, so Black <laughs> Panther.
1: Is making a lot of money. And it's pretty fucking awesome because it's a really good movie. So Super I'm I'm excited. I, what do you think Avengers uh, Infinity War is going to do?
0: I think it's going to surpass it. I think we've built up to this point. This is the movie that's going to blow it out of the water. Right. This one and four. I think this one will set a new record. And I think four is going to then again set a new record. As long as three is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Um, especially with Black Panther as a lead in. You know, I mean exactly. you can't get it any better lead in at this point. I mean you're you're continuing the story in the same year. Yes. It's, right? It's, it's just a couple months away. God. Damn. DC's <laughs> gotta just be
0: hating themselves. Oh right yeah, now. they're they're kicking themselves. I mean, there's even more news with Joss right now. Yes, that's right. Joss Whedon is off of Batgirl. And it looks like he took himself
1: off the project.
0: I mean, the way that he put his like news out there, he's like I left the project because I had kind of writer's block. You can't think of anything. So Warner
1: Warner Brothers didn't make the announcement. Joss made the announcement himself, as
0: far as I'm aware. Okay.
1: All right. I don't know if I buy it. <laughs> Do you buy
0: it? Cuz there was rumors
1: right after Justice League that they were going to I take buy Joss that
0: off. he is done. I believe that he is done, but no, I buy that he's done with the project.
1: <laughs> I'm saying I don't know if Warner Brothers didn't actually say no, I don't think so. Uh, Especially after everything that came out like with his like marriage and the divorce that's going on. Mm-hmm. And then that whole Wonder Woman script thing.
0: Yeah, the out, Wonder Woman script thing. And then like, <laughs> the Justice League debacle. Exactly. I mean, that's there's, there's so much just a big slope that took him down. Because strangely
1: uh, enough, it seems like a lot of the fan base is blaming... Joss, yeah,
0: which it wasn't I his would, fault. No,
1: <laughs> talk about delusional. Anyway, so but let's not beat that dead horse. Uh, although it's so fun, um, but yeah, I really do. It's a shame. I, I think it's a shame. I was excited for Joss Whedon on Batgirl and just him involved like with the DCEU. Mm-hmm. It's it's too bad. It really is.
0: I mean, will I've we'll never heard of
1: saying someone saying, like, oh, I've got writer's block. <laughs> yeah, you know, sorry.
0: Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> Especially, like, on a big project like that. Does he have any other projects lined up? Not that I'm that aware of. I, mean, I mean, this was going to take up time. This wasn't going to come out for years. So I, I can't imagine... Yeah, because it's slated to come out after Batman. Batman, which is still Batman. up in the air as well. Wow. All right. Dark Times, the DCU... <laughs> I hope Aquaman's good. Yes, I really, I do. really do too. Uh, I'm still waiting for that trailer. Yeah, keep on waiting, my friend. I know.
1: <laughs> Probably May. Do you think you'll get it in May? What the movie comes on December? Mm-hmm.
0: Probably maybe Probably before.
1: May. Like maybe April, they'll leak it. Or I know. mean, do you
0: think they tie it with Avengers at that point? I don't know if Avengers. I don't know how that works. They Will they, be able they to, still do that stuff. They did that with another movie.
1: Um, was like Superman remember. like versus Batman like was that like a, on like in a, a Marvel movie yeah. trailer
0: mm. oh interesting okay they're, they're not gonna hold that up it's just a trailer
1: okay well I don't know I don't know if that's something like we don't want their shit on our you know on our <laughs> shit <laughs> you're not getting over on us mm-hmm. so um it just feels like something they could block but maybe I'm wrong but yeah no I I, I I'm definitely disappointed where's oh, Black it. Panther at again with money Four hundred million, over four hundred million domestically. Domestically, all right. Now worldwide, they're making all the money, and they haven't even opened in China yet.
0: That's nuts. Yeah, so they're doing quite well for themselves. Yeah, Dark Knight uh, was four hundred forty one million after four weekends. Wow.
1: So this is just after eleven days in the theater that they're at over four hundred. So I mean, yeah. And we're sitting here on a Wednesday. <laughs> so I don't know what they're going to do. Like, they have, like, a huge, like, Monday, right? Like, huge, like, President's Day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're on track to make a lot more money. So, awesome. It's a very good movie. If you haven't and seen DC's it, D C And DC's
0: not on track to make any money. Yes. <laughs> it's,
1: a, it's a very good movie. If you haven't seen it, which I believe everyone has at this point, mm-hmm. do yourself a favor and go see it.
0: So. Um, if they were to continue doing Batgirl who would you want to see do it? Is there any directors that come to your mind? I was curious. I was, like I said, I felt like Joss
1: Whedon was the perfect fit. Mm -hmm. Um, If they do get another director for it, I would like it to be a female director. Because, I mean, right? Yeah. Females like to make movies too. And it feels (laughs) like they would have something to say um, with Batgirl. But, um... Nothing pops off the top of my head right now. Just dude. as long as
0: they take it in a direction that's definitely different from what they did with uh, the Killing Joke animated film. Oh, yes. Yes, please.
1: I don't think they even touch that whole story arc mm. off the bat. That'd be that, I think that'd be a huge mistake. So I really feel like... I think it needs to have a different tone, too, than your Batman movie, than mm. the Reeves Batman movie. It's got to be its own thing. It can't just be, you know, batman light. You know, for the lack of a better
0: term. Oh, yeah. It, I, I would definitely did not expect it to be like a dark film. Yeah. I, it, needs to, yeah it needs to be her own thing. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. You know, I mean, I'm sure there'll be announcements
0: out soon. Like mm-hmm. who's going to be, you know, working on it. And they can always, you know, just hire someone to write it. Rather than... Well, and that's direction. usually how it. it works.
1: You get a writer first and mm-hmm. then, you know, you start getting the announcement of like, oh, maybe, you know, the rumors of who's going to direct it you know, coming through the grapevine and they kind of test the waters and see who people are getting excited about. You know, I mean, they don't want... Because right now this looks like bad press. You know, yeah. that's, that's someone the caliber of Just It's like, eh, I yeah. got a little writer's block. I don't <laughs> think so. It's not for me. You know, How like,
0: many seasons of Buffy were there? <laughs>
1: seven. There were seven seasons of Buffy. Writer's and block if you now, haven't huh? <laughs> If you haven't watched Buffy, please go see it. It's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And that's one of the reasons why I felt like this was the perfect fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I'm disappointed, but whatever. Who cares what I think? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not DC. Uh-huh. So, uh, what have you been reading, man? Um, I got to pull up uh, a lot of the big books. I caught up with Astonishing. Yeah? What did uh, you think? Really enjoyed it. I okay. really really enjoyed it. I was uh I forgot how good this book was, I guess, cuz it's been a little while. I skipped the last issue. I was able to go back and read that and read this issue. Um loved that ending. <laughs> okay. Totally yeah. was not pro- I was not like uh you come tell, tell the people what happened. With the ending or with the actual book? No, no, no. Don't give us a full summary. No one wants to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, um Proteus is back out, Uh and uh, they went into his mind. He acceptingly just let them go in, and uh, Psylocke and X. X. That's right, (laughs) Professor X had in the midlife crisis. Uh, He's going by X now. They failed to even start a negotiation with him, uh, and he just melted their minds together. Yes. Yes.
1: Literally. Yes. (laughs) We physically see them twisted up um, on the ground together, so it was pretty horrific. Yes, got to read
0: some graphic books
1: this week. That was great. Right. <laughs> um, I mixed on this book just because I don't like the retcon that mm-hmm. happened um, with the whole uh, uh, Porteus.
0: You don't like him as a wee lad? Yeah. yeah beat by Colossus?
1: I definitely, yeah. So basically, um, in the original story in the 80s, uh, he was probably 18, 19 years old Um, You know, which is still young, but unfortunately it uh, came down to them having to stop him at any cost. Colossus has to pummel him to death. His weakness is metal, so Colossus Mm -hmm. is the perfect character to take him out. So, you know, and Colossus is heavy-hearted about it. He definitely beats himself up over it, and it's kind of a storyline ongoing with him, um, you know, for the next couple years. But yeah, so... The fact is that now that they've turned him into, like, a 10-year-old at that point, Mm -hmm. and I don't know. They haven't really gone far into this whole aspect. I don't know if the X-Men knew this at the time. You know, I don't know if it was supposed to be a revelation or if, you know, they just wanted to add a little depth to that story that, you know, the X-Men had to take out this child. It just really, I don't know, it just ends... It definitely makes you feel more for Proteus than it does oh, for Oh, yes, absolutely. The and, and, I mean, God, to have to, like, pummel a child to mm. death. It's pretty horrific. So, I'm guessing that it's going to be more of a revelation to the X-Men. It did seem like Psylocke was
0: surprised by it mm-hmm. on page... That's what I got. I don't know if I'm reading into it. I saw her more as surprised what he was capable of projecting in his own mind... That easily like it seemed like she he's he's not supposed to be able to control himself at this r- level, is what I got. I don't from know. That. He's pretty powerful, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I
1: don't know. She was around at that point, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I I hope it's a revelation because I just I can't see the X Men, and they weren't okay with taking a life, but especially a ten year old's life. Mm-hmm. You know. So, and I know during the whole X Force run. Where they did the whole angle where they had uh, to take out a young Apocalypse before he became mm-hmm. Apocalypse. It's a huge story arc for the team, and that was a very dark book. And that was that was a team of killers, and they still hem and hawed and went back and forth on whether or not they could do this, and it ended up being Phantom Max who was the one who you know took you know the young Apocalypse out. Oh, now he okay. cloned him. He ended up cloning him. And raising him on his own, you know, in this kind of, you know, reality. can't imagine being a great
0: parent,
1: anyway. <laughs> uh, he actually had uh, basically this archetype of, like, Ma and uh, Paul Kent uh, raising <laughs> him for him. So it was literally like he was like a farm on like, in Kansas. But, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. It kind of just contradicts everything that happened in that story mm-hmm. too. So I it was still a really good book. I just don't know if I'm a fan of that. I'm I'm guessing that maybe this is something that Professor X was keeping from them. Probably. (laughs) You know, and this is such a different Professor X than we've ever seen. So I'm curious to see where they go with this. Do you trust this X? No.
0: He doesn't feel like Professor X right now. Did you agree with how um, Raven was acting with him? Because I was kind of on her side for most of it, how she was very untrusting towards him. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I don't know why anyone would trust
1: him, especially with what they just went through. Exactly. You know, with the Shadow King, and they just came out of the astral plane, and even when he was on the astral plane, and, you know, it was clearly Professor X, there was some weird parts where he was like, well, I'm okay with, you know, X-Men dying, basically. Mm. He knew that, you know, like, he was willing to sacrifice, like, Gambit. At one point, at least that's how I felt. So it, you know, something feels off. And I don't know if it's just, you know, years and years on the astral plane. Because they said something like it would feel like, you know, hundreds of years our time. Yeah. For them. He said it was like,
0: yeah, like 10,000 years, wasn't it? Something crazy.
1: So, I mean, maybe that's the angle. Maybe he's been kind of driven mad by that. Or maybe
0: something else is going on. Um, I definitely liked uh, Wolverine's plan to just have uh, Angel of Death and him just go right down and kill Proteus right away because I mean he understood that there's dangers yeah Yeah, go right ahead yeah and that also
1: makes me think that they don't know that he was you know I I guess maybe he's older at this point so it wouldn't really matter Mm -hmm. if they go ahead and take him out but I still don't uh, Logan's not that kind of killer either you know he's not heartless Mm -hmm. so he does what needs to be
0: done but He's not all about taking how out. How come um There'd be some remorse there. Bishop's uh like doomsday thing didn't tell him about uh Proteus having an energy consumption. Oh god Why didn't I'm that really just tell, it, tell like him? <laughs> I was just I was just I was sitting there I was like you know it told yeah. him how the world would end and he's just feeding him the power he would have Because need. comic books. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean He's Bishop's from an uh, alternate reality, too, so I don't know if everything stays true to his, you know, yeah. version of that character, so that's always a, a tricky situation. And it serves the plot of the story, Christian, yeah. so stop asking <laughs> questions,
0: man! Hey, there was a 95% that it was going to end all worlds all the time. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whatever. I'd go into that fight, too, I guess.
1: <laughs> so, but, um... Yeah, no, I mean... I'll be reading next issue regardless. Mm -hmm. I'm just never a big fan of retcons like this where it just seems out of left field and to me almost feels like someone missed something. Like, Mm -hmm. oh wait, that's not actually how old he was supposed to be um, in the book. So we'll see. We'll see what comes out of it.
0: I had one last question. Sure. Why is Mystique still sticking around at this point? I don't remember if there's motivations that I'm missing, but at this point I would feel like she would just leave. Mystique's a
1: complicated character, Mm. Um, and you're right, she could leave, and I wouldn't be surprised at the end of next issue, she does just leave. But this, I mean, you gotta remember, this is all taking place within, like, I feel like 24 hours. Yeah. So, I mean, it just might be a case of her not having a chance to leave.
0: Yeah, (laughs) going with the flow.
1: So, But she always has her own reasons Mm. for sticking around. She obviously doesn't want the world to end. You know, so she does what she has to do when put in a pinch. You know, she she's she's played on the side of angels before. So I'm not completely surprised by her being there. But yeah, there's not a real great reason for her to be there mm-hmm. right now.
0: So But the world,
1: you know, ending. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want that
0: to happen. I guess. I guess. So Oh, uh, what have you been reading? Avengers no surrender. The last two issues. Yes. What did you think of him? Um, I didn't read the second one, the one that just came out today. Okay. So, But the last one, yes, I really enjoyed it. I was actually surprised when we got a villain side of the story. And um definitely left me wondering, like, how is Hulk going to come into all this? Because they still kind of teased him towards the end. Yes. yes so I don't did. know if he shows up in this next one or not. Yeah,
1: um I definitely enjoyed the whole perspective of Captain Glory to see where he was at and mm-hmm. see that all the Lethal Legion, it seems like, they're all at death's door. Yep. And that's when uh Grandmaster tr- Grandmaster went ahead and pulled them out. Mm-hmm. Um and the whole threat is like, Hey, if you know, you fail me, you're going right back to where you
0: were, you know, moments before I pulled you out. So that was kinda cool. Um It was I, definitely interesting, you know, they get, um they all have their reasons for being there. Rather than it just being oh we're just villains playing a game it's yes we want to be alive again <laughs> yes
1: it adds a little depth to because mm-hmm. they do kind of, at first they kind of felt like just thrown in there for yeah. the sake of being there and they're just kind of pawns but it was nice to see some backstory definitely um, yeah I I really you got a Voyager origin mm-hmm. from this so I thought that was kind of cool um, you know she basically became her dad's science experiment. You know, come to life, which is
0: interesting because it's just like is—is is this a real origin or yes? What are we? What are we really learning here?
1: Yes, the fact that they told the origin made me start second guessing. Like maybe, okay, well, maybe this character's legit. You know, even though I doubt that. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> well, I but think I, that was very much the point too. Yeah,
1: I, I did like the whole. Or- I just like the fact that you know she felt like she was underappreciated and she was always seeking dad's attention. And the way she ends up getting it is by, you know, having the accident in his lab and becoming his, you know, greatest, you know, discovery. So I I enjoyed that. Uh Um, You know, but both parents are dead, so that whole (laughs) aspect of the character doesn't really mean much, but, you know, backstory
0: fodder at this point. Um, I mean, dead in quotation marks, because... Yes, who knows what that actually means. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, uh, I...
1: I don't know. I, I still feel like she's not doing that much. I feel like her power is not very defined. She's just kind of transportation. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see her in a battle. You know, we're not really getting that aspect of the character, so I'm not really digging in yet on her.
0: She throws a fist in the. Yeah, right? but you're not really getting to see a
1: full battle. She's just kind of showing up, trans, you know, uh, transporting characters.
0: And maybe there's more to that to that beat. we don't know yet. You know, maybe there's a reason why she's only transporting people. One thing that I thought was cool with this issue is the heroes kind of discover
1: the reasons behind the the contest. Yes. So um, I thought that was, you know, I'm glad that they introduced that aspect. So they're not
0: just kind of, you know,
1: roaming around, Mm. fighting these battles, not really understanding why. Well, it's funny
0: because it's like, this really is just a game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, now they can kind of hone their strategy towards that. So, that should make for, you know, more interesting mm-hmm. battles. So, I feel like they've just been kind of chasing after the villains at this point.
0: So. Well, how did you feel about the next issue that came out today? I thought it was good. Um, we followed Red Wolf. This was his perspective. So, it was him
1: basically seeing the game board, um, focusing. You had this cool backstory where, you know, his, I think his mother taught him this lesson. I believe it was his mother how to like focus and you know really see things before acting so it's him standing in the middle of this battle and just kind of analyzing everything and trying to figure out exactly what needs to be done and he's you know watching everyone kind of in the battle and he's like it seems like it's just chaos but it's not and he's reading everyone's moves and then like at the end of the issue it's him jumping through the air and grabbing the pyramid so Pyramid, I believe is what yeah. they're calling them. Something weird. It's just call him a pyramid. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So it was a cool scene. It's a cool character that I have really no exposure to, but um, i really like to dig into.
0: Was he aware that it was that was what was going to happen? Yes. Okay. Well,
1: basically, he analyzed that this is not going to mean death for him, certain death for him. Huh. And he tells Clint, um, Hawkeye, that don't worry, I'll be back do you trust me? And at that point, Hawkeye said, like, yes, you're my brother, I trust you. So, um, it was a cool scene. It really was and it got you, it let you uh, know the character before, really, Mm. like for me, like I didn't really know the character so this was a good introduction to the character. So, I I really enjoyed it. Um, You got Challenger basically summing, seeing the Hulk at the end of the book. Oh, So the Hulk is finally on page not just in the shadows. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's going to be introduced to the game board.
0: But as a foe, not a friend for them.
1: Yes, yes. That's what it seems
0: like Mm -hmm. at this point. Uh, that definitely answered one of my main questions from the last issue. Because I was like, they're all saying, we just have to defend these at all costs. But it's like, I mean, this is the main object of their game. How do you stop them from reaching this? How do you, like, what's the... How do you get your world back to where it is if no one's playing the game?
1: Well, too, what they've learned is that after this, regardless of... um,
0: Oh, yeah, it's going to be deleted.
1: Yes, they're basically going to be thrown in the cosmic waste bin, is what they said, no matter what the outcome. Mm -hmm. So if either team wins, it doesn't matter. Earth is just going to be disposed of. So that's why they're trying to stop either team from winning. But how do you do that without sacrificing people? exactly? But now that Red Wolf has done it and he's told Clint that hey, this doesn't necessarily mean death. Maybe they take that you know into consideration. You know, and it's just all out war. So it'll be interesting. And they actually the last pyramid has showed up, and it's in the hospital that Jarvis is at. Oh. And they show this cool scene with all these spirits. You know, swirling around and, like, you know, chasing after, like, nurses and doctors and everything. So I'm not sure exactly what the power of this, you know, because it seems like they all had like, elemental, like, Mm -hmm. powers. So I'm not sure what this power is. I'd have to look back on it. But, um, yeah. So it's interesting now that they're going to have to, you know, battle in this, you know, arena Mm -hmm. of a hospital. (laughs) So, you know, especially around Jarvis. Oh, Jarvis actually wakes up, too during this and says it's all a lie he shouts out so I don't know what that pertains to I don't know if that's I'm a voyager, voyager. Sure. but yeah so we'll see
0: we'll see <laughs> and that's that's his only moment correct
1: that's his only his only moment yes
0: they, um, they spoil that in the uh, previous issue because at the end they show oh this is what's going to happen next week at the bottom it says and Jarvis wakes up and says it's all a lie Oh, really? Yeah, Did thought, they? Yeah, literally. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Well, maybe there's more to that. No, no that's, that's it. it. That's
1: all I got. That's it. <laughs> it's it's kind of stupid, but yeah. whatever. It's weekly, so mm-hmm. they're like, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, I've enjoyed it. I really have. Um, it's fast-paced. Even though we're, what, like eight issues in at this point? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's flowing. It's going. You know, it's a good story. It's nice to have these scenes that can breathe a little since they, you know, it's 16 issues, mm-hmm. so they don't have to just keep things moving. You know, characters are getting their moments. You know, I really enjoy the whole, like, you know, one character's perspective per issue. I think that's really yes. cool. So, but yeah. I mean, um, that's,
0: I mean, that's the only issue I didn't like was when that didn't happen, so.
1: Yeah, that's true, that's
0: true. What about Defenders? It was a good story at first. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to think of it in a positive way. Maybe maybe it won't be just over. Maybe someone's going to pick it up sooner than we know. They haven't unleashed all their solicits. It I don't know what
1: they're thinking.
0: It just seems so lazy. Yeah.
1: You know, I understand that this was Bendis's book and his story I don't know why they would allow it to end the way that they did. So, for people who haven't read the book, spoilers obviously, we start off the book with the Hood confronting Kingpin. And they have this really cool interaction where the Hood explains exactly what he's doing, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: how he's the new Kingpin, you know, and what Fist can do about it, which is nothing. Um, and Fisk is the mayor at this point. Yes. So before, I was kind of guessing that maybe this was taking place before Secret Empire. But no, but it was after. no, it was after Secret Empire. So it's it's kind Christian of Christian cool, called it. Yes, way. it's a whole cool <laughs> setup for the story, um, and it's like okay, I can really dig this. I can really, I I, I really want to see these you know characters mm-hmm. kind of you know playing chess against each other. Because regardless, even if Kingpin's the mayor. He's still the kingpin, mm-hmm. you know. Whether or not he's using a pawn like Diamondback or whatever, he's still the kingpin. So um, then you've got you know the characters, the the defenders, kind of talking about what happened that day and how they were surprised by it. But I felt like it never really led to anywhere. I was expecting something crazy to happen where like the team would have to break up. Yeah. Instead, we have this scene where they confront the hood. He gets away from them, you know, because. He's, you know, pretty powerful, Um, you know, and it was a nice scene because it kind of defined his power sets a little where you kind of saw, okay, now this guy's legit. Yeah. You know, it's not some guy in a stupid D&D cloak. (laughs) He's got powers. These guns are just for show, you know. That's right. That was a a cool line. Um, And then they've got the hood in his lair you know, setting up basically how his, you know, network is going to work. He's got a a round table full of supervillains, and he's dividing up territories. And, you know, he's saying, you're the kingpin of this territory. We're all kingpins now. Except I'm the kingpin of the kingpins. Um, So, you know, you're like, okay, well, this is cool. I I like seeing the inner workings of what's going to happen, and maybe this is going to kind of set the template for where Marvel's going with the underworld right now. And then you have him look up, right? Yeah. And
0: you have this the ceilings ripped off
1: for, I don't know why. <laughs> and there's just this hodgepodge group of superheroes saying, we don't think so. Yep. Right. He gets a phone call or something. Yeah. Somehow they got a cell number. I don't know. And it ends. We don't even get to see a fist thrown. We don't see how they got there it was just very lazy like we need to end this story um i don't know if bendis was like i have to finish the story i really wish he would have just stepped away from the book like maybe give like an outline hmm. of what he wanted to happen and let the book continue and i'm surprised cuz this book is selling so i'm surprised marvel didn't go that route and just like you know hand it off to another writer let him finish the story exactly i mean
0: this just ends. Yes. I don't know. Is there, ends. is there a heroes
1: for hire book coming out? I mean, they all have their own solo s- series yeah. going right now, but that's really mm. it. So I don't know. I don't know. And there was nothing about like, you know, defenders number 11. It just ends. Mm. So, and it really just feels like there's a lot of, you know, meat on the bone. Yeah. I, and I don't know why they're just leaving it at that. You know, I, I still want to see the hood as the kingpin. Now. Mm-hmm. I felt like, Oh, you just inter- introduced a really cool concept. I know we've seen it before, you know, in the early 2000s with the hood as the kingpin, but I want to see more. And I want to see him kind of, you know, warring with, you know, Wilson Fisk. I,
0: you know, it's a great concept. So I, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot to that that they just left wide open, and we don't know anything. We <laughs> don't know anything that's going to happen. I mean, they can still very much use all those elements. I mean, it's just really it's disappointing. Open, but... Just bad storytelling. So I, I, I don't know. And it just, it,
1: it's such a downer for Bendis to kind of go out on the note. Was I know, this his last book, or no? He's got. I think, I think Jessica Jones wraps up soon. The next couple months. Yeah, but someone's with it was... um Yes, there's another writer on that, but they're gonna let him tell his story, and they're gonna let him finish up like an arc with Miles. So okay. it's not his last Marvel book, but if you're letting him have that many stories, and I don't know, maybe it's something to do with the creative team. You know, with the artists and everything. I mean, just let him, you know, finish this story right. You know, or let someone else finish the story proper. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Really disappointing because I
0: really enjoyed this book. You know, the first you know seven issues or so. Yeah, it was a very good series so far. Yeah, and I hope somewhere, somehow, someone will continue this.
1: Yeah, maybe it's part going to be part of like Marvel's fresh start. I don't know. We'll see and there there's been announcements coming, you know mm-hmm. like every day now, so we'll see we'll see because it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it really doesn't. So
0: um did you read uh, Infinity countdown Prime? I got a good portion, but I wasn't able to finish it before this podcast. So. All right.
1: I love this book. Lots of Wolverine in the beginning, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm all for OW original Wolverine <laughs> to be getting some time. We haven't seen much of him. I yep. know they've been doing those little, like, you know, where is Wolverine now um, things at the end of books, like end credit scenes, kind of. But you kind of get to see really cool interaction between him and Loki. Oh, they're not
0: afraid to show him as a badass. Either. No, and he is a <laughs> badass. He
1: basically takes out Loki's eye. Um, but luckily Loki's a god so yes. he's, he's not worried too much about that but it's a really cool scene between the two characters mm-hmm. um, you kind of get into why he's carrying around the stone and protecting this at first you don't know if he's just protecting this from other people mm-hmm. but then he kind of makes a comment when Loki's talking about why he wants the stone and trying to convince him to give him the stone that you know maybe this is what the mutants need to get them back on track again so I never even considered that, that, that Wolverine would even want, you know, the gauntlet for any reason. Oh yeah, when um, I
0: first heard that he was getting a stone, I was just, what, what would Wolverine want to do with the gauntlet?
1: Yes, exactly. It just doesn't seem like anything, you know, he would want him mm-hmm. to, you know, mess with. So the fact that he might actually have these other motives, I thought was pretty cool. Um, and then you're kind of seeing all the other characters' motives throughout this book. Mm-hmm. This is a total setup for you know a prelude to what's actually coming with uh, Infinity um, Countdown, the first issue that I think is coming out in March. So you basically see where Captain Marvel is with the stone right now. Um, she's got the Reality Stone, and every version of Captain Marvel throughout all realities has the stone, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, then Turk. From Hell's Kitchen <laughs> has a stone, too. I'm not sure what stone it was, but they show him uh, rocking it on a cane, hanging out at a casino. Oh, I didn't and, know it was on a cane. Oh, it's <laughs> on a cane, my friend, because Why not? And he's uh, playing, like, blackjack or something and doing really well for himself. Mm. So, you know, I'm guessing he's not going to have the stone for long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but then uh, the Nova uh, Corps, they also have a giant stone. It's the Power Stone. And it's, like, the size of a mountain. So, and they hint that, you know, the Chitari's coming after them. And I believe it's the Ravens. It's uh, Darkhawks' yes. clan. So they're all, you know, coming towards them and they're teasing that there's gonna be a war coming for that for that stone. Mm. Um, and then Super Scroll actually has a stone and he is on Planet Sakar. And they talk about how Planet Sakar shouldn't even exist at this point because, you know, it blew up <laughs> in Planet Hulk. <laughs> But uh, there's been some reordering of existence, they said. you know, And I don't know if this is due to secret wars, what happened after mm-hmm. that. Um, they don't really go into that, but Super Scroll has it, and he wants to um, make right what's going on with like the whole Scroll Empire. So yeah, Supercroll has it. He wants to bring back glory to the Scroll Empire. Yeah, so you're you're basically getting all the players with the stones and seeing their motives and why they're having the stones, and it seems like they all want to have all of the stones. So, um, I believe that's something that the stones do does to people. It influences people into because they they all are drawn to each other. Yes, they're all connected. So I'm wondering if that's what's happening here. Um, yeah. Oh, they show Thanos. Also, of course, because you have to. (laughs) They show Thanos and they show Adam Warlock. Warlock is waking up in a pyramid. You know, we saw him last during um, Adam Warlock uh, countdown. His little his his tie in book. His little tie in book. Don't dismiss his book. (laughs) Um, Where he was uh, talking to the ancient Egypt version of our friend Kang. Yes. So he's waking up in a pyramid and, you know, it's 2018 and he's excited to be there. So he's ready to go and find himself some stones. Um, And we got Hank Pym uh, Ultron. Oh, yes. And he now has the Soul Stone. So Adam Warlock was sent back in time to get the Soul Stone from his uh, darker version of himself, Magus, and we show Magnus on page and he's talking to some cosmic being that has no body. Mm -hmm. He's literally talking to a head. (laughs) um, And he's kind of bragging about what he's going to do and up sneaks uh, Hank Pym, uh, Ultron, and he takes him out. And now Pym has the soul stone. So the Guardians is in there. They're looking for the soul stone because they want to find Gamara's, you know, essence, Mm -hmm. her soul. So, I mean, it was a lot happened, and you kind of set the stage for everything that's going to happen in this book. It, but it was well done. It was well done. Because I really had no clue what this story was going to be about, but now I'm all on board. Yes.
0: Yeah. So. I'm glad it's not just, like, Thanos trying to take over again. I'm glad they didn't go too much rooted into the, what the movie was going to be. Yes. Yes.
1: They're not just, like, you know, trying to get, you know, that box office, yeah, exactly. you know, audience, you know, picking up a comic book. So this is going to be its own story, which I'm glad, you know, and it's not just going to be the heroes chasing Thanos around, Mm. you know, with the gauntlet. So because we've seen that multiple times now, it's time for a different story. So this should be interesting. You know, Uh, it, it goes through to like July and what I enjoy about it. Yeah, it's a big event book, but there isn't tons of tie ins. So it doesn't seem like it's going to affect all the other ongoing books. Which secret empire? God knows. <laughs> really, just interrupted everything that was going on in the Marvel universe. Mm. So that that's cool. You know, if it's just a good story for a good story's sake, I'm cool with that. Just give me something awesome to read.
0: So, uh, other than that, I read uh, Hit Girl um, in Colombia. Uh, it's basically Hit Girl's um, pretty much like go back, read other Hit Girl. And you'll notice that they just switch one little element. It's instead of Kick Ass helping her to fight everyone, instead of training and everything, he just runs off. And she needs a new partner. So she goes to Columbia and gets an assassin to help her. Okay. <laughs> Why not? It's a very fun little read. So she's hiring back. the assassin to help her? Kind of. <laughs> it was more, um, he was getting transferred to a different prison. And, um, someone, I guess, wants him dead, so she put this, like, Russian, like, explosive tracker on him, and says, you're gonna help me, or I'm gonna blow you up. I'm assuming she's gonna blow him up anyway at the end. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. It was... So Kick-Ass isn't in the story at all? No. It's so all just straight this... her. Okay. This is just her book. Yes. Right. She didn't want to be alone fighting crime, so she got an assassin to help her. Yeah.
1: Because who wants to be alone fighting crime, right? Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, hey, that's cool. I'll have to check it
1: out. It's probably ultra-violent, of course. Oh, yes. Which I always enjoy. <laughs> so, and I know you do, too. Now we're from one of our favorite podcasts. I know it's mine. That's right. Nick and Vince's podcast. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Vince. And <laughs> we're from the Nick and Vince podcast, where we talk about arts, movies, Comic books History, science, really anything
0: pop culture related But we also have
1: Well, also we have occasional guests Like podcasters, authors, and comedians
0: Well, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean You can also like our Facebook page, Nick and
1: Vitz Podcast And follow us on Twitter And now, back to Christian and Damon's Amazing Nerd Show
0: So, Elimination Chamber, was this past weekend? Yes, and I watched it completely through. Wow. (laughs) That was a feat, huh? I think I missed one match. Really? Partially.
1: On purpose? Yes. I bet I can (laughs) guess which one. Was it a tag match, maybe? Uh, Maybe. Worldwide? (laughs) Not in my house. So, let's... (laughs) Right? (laughs) All right. So... The card started off with the Women's Championship match in the Elimination Chamber. Were you surprised that they started off the pay-per-view with an Elimination Chamber match?
0: Yes, I was. I did not... Like, uh, as soon as the pre-show ended and they showed the ring coming down, I was like, oh, they're starting off in an Elimination Chamber. Um, I definitely thought it was going to be the male one. I did not expect it to be the female one, especially it's the first time, you know? Yeah, I just felt like it didn't have as
1: much steam as the mm. males, though. Um, they really were kind of lazy about booking it. Yeah. So I and we kind of talked about that last podcast, but it really just felt like they're just working this whole team angle. It seemed very like predictable to me. That being said, I really enjoyed this match. You know, I, I really felt like it was well done mm-hmm. overall. Um, I was in, impressed with a lot of spots that they did. Um, it was well paced. I really I was I was happy that Alexa Bliss ended up walking away the champ. Yes. I think I would have been disappointed if, like, Sasha had the belts or Bailey had the belts. Because I I feel like she's the one who's the most deserving to walk into Mania as the champion at this point. Because she's really just kind of carried that division over at Raw right
0: now. Yeah. So, but how did you feel with the match? Um, it was, for me, as a chamber match, it wasn't all that exciting. Mm -hmm. But I did... I did like the element where Mickey James looks like. I mean, they've been doing all these teams at this point. Mickey James is waiting for Alexa to come out, and she immediately gets eliminated, You know, mm. it's that went out way before it. Because I
1: was really expecting it to end up being like Alexa, like basically. You know, snaps her in the back exactly, and pins her at some point, which everyone would see coming. So that was kind
0: of cool that they just, you know, Hmm. had her get eliminated before even like, you know, Bliss had a chance to. It allows them to still play with that angle. Just we have all these weeks until Mania anyway, so that's right. And it seems like they're
1: going to go that route too. Hmm. So, um,
0: I thought the uh,
1: the rookies both had a good showing in this match. Yes, they did. You know, um, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville both, you know, did a great job in the uh, match, and they carried their weight. Mm. So, because it's a hard, I, I feel like it's a hard match to really put together yeah. and work. So, I I think I talked about this before. <laughs> I, I can't really remember much from many, like, Elimination Chambers. I remember, like, who won them, but I don't remember, like, any, you know, besides a couple of little high spots here and there, you know?
0: I can say that I wasn't a huge fan of the finish. I didn't like the way that just like it was a um, Sasha getting her face smacked on the glass, and then she gets DDT, and that's how it ended. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of it felt like oh maybe there needs to be a bigger move done or something a little bit more. Well, she hit the twisted bliss off the chamber. Yeah, she did that earlier, but it was later. That was it on Sasha. It was on Sasha. Okay. You feel like do you feel like that should have ended the yeah the maybe. Whole... Okay. That should have been either the end right there, or just something bigger. Just it just felt like oh, I accidentally bumped my head and now I'm getting DDT'd and it was over. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It didn't feel that exciting of an ending for me. I can agree with that. They they
1: should have ended at the end of the match with that big moment of mm-hmm. the twisted bliss. How about the uh, promo that she cut at the end? Amazing. I was show.
0: actually like, I was like, oh, is she turning face now. You're yeah. gonna do face um Alexa? I was, you know, I was really
1: I was really worried,
0: actually. <laughs> but it was well done. Yes. You know, and I was she's kind of
1: done this a few times where she kind of like goes into like, you know, teasing this whole face turn and you know, she's really working the crowd. It's amazing how the crowd gets behind her so quickly yeah. and falls for it every time. <laughs> but this time I actually kind of fell for it. So, you know, whatever. I can't blame them. But yeah, and then she does that quick turn because she actually seemed generally like, genuinely like oh, emotional.
0: Yeah. I believed this. it. I was like, "Oh, this is you know she's really coming
1: out." This is. I was like, maybe because this is like the first chamber match yeah, and everything, exactly. so it's a big moment. But no, yeah, she's still healing. Like, <laughs> thank God. So, but yeah, I thought it was a good start overall to the paper. Team. Yes. So and then good curtain jerker. We moved to the bar first. Titus Worldwide. And what can I say about this match? Went to the bathroom. <laughs> not much because he didn't watch it. <laughs> and I wish I did not either because it was a huge waste of time. It's pretty much everything we saw the last like month. You know, I think I paid
0: more attention to Dana writing fake notes than I did the actual match. Yeah, like is she actually writing something? I want to know what's on that pad. Right? It's interesting. It's like the list of
1: Jericho, the list of Dana. But yeah, because what's her what's her role?
0: The statistician or something
1: ridiculous? Oh,
0: God. (laughs) So, anyway. Yeah, so it's over with, at least. I mean, I'm sure Cesaro and Seamus were excited that it was someone other than Seth Rollins.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but at least they would have had a good match then. Yeah, yeah. So, because this was just a huge waste of time. Um, And it seems like, you know, as of Raw, it's over with. So they're going to be moving on. Thank God. We'll get into that later. Uh, moving on, it was Asuka, uh, versus Nia Jax. Actually, really great
0: match. Yes. yes. I was surprised because I've already seen this match before. I was worried, you know, it was just going to be kind of a rehash of the same. We have seen it in NXT, mm-hmm. you're right. And we, I think we've seen
1: it on Raw, too, right? I believe we did get... Uh, it wasn't that long of a match, but I, I do believe... I think it was we, early on when she first came out. Yes, I believe we got it on Raw. So, um... Yeah, I, I was really, I was kind of surprised by the finish of this. I actually kind of thought Nijax was going to win. So, mm. just because of the whole angle of, you know, if she wins, she gets added to the card. I'm glad that they had Asuka in an angle, you know, um, and we'll talk about Nakamura, <laughs> <laughs> the other Rumble winner who's kind of just kind of disappeared from mm-hmm. the scene after winning the Rumble. I'm glad that she's still part of the division. But it was a really good match. It was really worked, well worked, and I think they kind of played on the drama of you know people kind of thinking, oh wait, maybe Nia Jax will actually win.
0: Yes, I really loved the um, stats they did before the match where they were showing, oh, eight hundred days that Asuka's gone without losing, and uh, how many matches she's been. in. I had no idea she's been in over two hundred matches. Undefeated at this point. Yes,
1: they were really milking the whole streak. So, I, you know, which tells you that they're going to really work that going mm-hmm. into Mania. So, um, I just don't see her losing, you know, anytime soon now. So, at first I kind of felt like they probably want to end the streak because it kind of handcuffs storylines a lot of times when you have a big streak like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I feel like this is definitely part of the character's, you know you know, uh, character. So yeah, I, I I I thought it was a really good match.
0: I'm mm-hmm. assuming that they're just saving it to build up a different talent. To have one more talent Oh it, you it. know, if
1: it when someone does go over on Asuka it better matter. Yeah. You know, it better matter. So you can't just waste that. I mean that's really what WCW did with Goldberg. I think they ended up having Kevin Nash pin him. Which is like, well, he doesn't need that. Mm-hmm. And they had it with... <laughs> Scott Hall used a stun gun on him. Or a taser. So then, like, it wasn't even, like, a big win. It was oh, just geez. ridiculous, you know? It was Goldberg trying to sell a taser. It was, it was just <laughs> WCW. Goldberg selling. Late 90s. <laughs> yes, that too. Late 90s badness. So, I believe it was Russo error too. Ooh. So, no big surprise there. But, yeah, so... I. I mean, another great women's match. So, and it really gets me excited to see Asuka in the main event. And I feel like it's going to be one of the semi main events mm-hmm. of Mania. So, I, I mean, like, overall,
0: I feel like the women blew away for this entire show compared to the male um, superstars. Yes, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. And we'll, we'll get
1: there. But yeah, no, I definitely feel like the women definitely had the stronger showing. Mm. And there weren't many matches this card, as yes. you will see. So, uh, next match was Hardy versus Wyatt.
0: What did you think? I thought it was a good match. I did not need it to end in a clean finish. Me personally. I thought let's I felt like it would be more interesting for their story if something more ridiculous happened by the end of the match. You know what?
1: I'm okay with the clean finish just because of Wyatt getting a clean finish over Hardy at raw uh twenty five. Yes.
0: And I couldn't so, remember who won that match. So. Yes,
1: so I'm okay with that because I felt like Hardy definitely needed to pick up some steam here. So I enjoyed this match. I enjoyed Hardy, you know, being that woken character more mm-hmm. and kind of seeing different aspects of that character. They did that whole spot where, you know, Wade, uh, Wyatt does the whole, you know, bending over backwards yeah. in the corner and then... Uh, Hardy starts applauding it and clapping, and getting, getting the, the crowd. crowd just stand up yes. and applaud. <laughs> yes, that that was fantastic. You know, because they really, at this point, they've just had Hardy laughing like an idiot for mm. you know, the last month and a half. So I'm glad we're seeing different aspects of that character. You know, because there's so much there to explore and get into. Um, so hopefully, the next you know coming six weeks, you know, because I'm this is going to end up being a mania match. We get more hardy you know Mm. and this woken character and really get to see you know the full version we saw on tna
0: unfortunately a lot of this match uh got i got distracted because i was watching the crowd have these reactions to things going on around you know i
1: i'm all for crowd participation and i get it you know but this was i just feel like it's so disrespectful to the people in the ring Mm. you know who's really you know putting it all out there you know especially workers the caliber of Hardy and Wyatt, you know, I understand if you're just, you know, dismissive of the match and, you know, you've been given a turd, you know, which happens a lot, but this wasn't the match to yeah. do it during, you know, and those guys bust their asses. So it was disappointing, you know. I really wasn't a big fan of this crowd. You know, yeah. they were kind of all over the place. I couldn't get, I don't know if it was the way they were mic'd or what, but I could not gauge any of their real, like, reactions. It just kind of seemed like they're trying to get themselves over. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and a lot of audience they do that nowadays, you know, where they want to be part of the show, and that's great. But when it's at the price of the actual show,
0: you know, <laughs> that's when it kind of sucks. Yeah. So yeah, like, I can appreciate a uh, the Raw after Mania crowd. They're usually more fun, ruckus, but this crowd was just <sighs> yeah coming up with new beach balls and yeah shouting at security and. It's hard when it's a match that
1: you actually want to watch exactly. too. You know why the hell didn't you do this during the bar versus exactly. <laughs> That's acceptable to me, but yeah, no, yeah, whatever. So, but uh, moving on, we got the big contract signing.
0: Yes, <laughs> Ronda I mean, Rousey happy. officially
1: yeah. signing her WWE contract. I'm happy
0: that she's here, but please give her a mouthpiece.
1: Oh God, it was so awkward it was everything i feared mm-hmm. you know at first when she picked up the mic it to me it genuinely felt like she's overcame like overcome with like emotion but then it was just downhill from there i don't know if she was just thrown off scripts cuz i mean everything she was saying was obviously scripted and most things are mm-hmm. you know if it's coming out of a wwe superstar's mouth at this point it's scripted but she just was all over the place and I don't understand the point she was trying to get across it just I don't know and I mean luckily she was in the ring with two pros you know three pros I should say um, to carry her through but yeah it it went where it was supposed to go I guess yeah I'm kind of disappointed that Angle's going to be part of this I feel like that's a waste yeah
0: that's that's a big waste especially since we kept predicting you know Seth versus Angle there's going to be this big match but I feel like Angle hasn't had that, you know, Mm one-on-one match, that big one-on-one
1: match. He's kind of getting thrown into, like, you know, Survivor Series matches. I'm trying to think what else he did. Was there... Um, There was something where he teamed up. Oh, he teamed up with the uh, Shield. Shield, Yeah. Yeah, So, but, I mean, if people didn't watch it, Angle basically ratted out the McMahons and told, you know, Rousey what, you know, they were really saying behind Mm -hmm. the scenes, you know, behind her back. That, you know, this was all, you know, due to what happened a couple of WrestleManias ago. That, you know, getting her under contract was going to be their way of keeping her, like, under their thumb Exactly. Now. So, I mean, it was all very predictable and we kind of knew this was coming. Mm. I'm glad they're not just throwing her in a match for a match's sake. Um, especially if she's, you know, super green right now. But I don't want to see Angle wasted on this. You know, I would almost rather see, like, you know, The Rock come back for this. Just because, you know... Yeah. I, it doesn't take the spotlight away from, you know, another potential, like, great match. Mm. You know, where I think Reigns, which was the match we were hoping for versus... Um, Roll- I'm sorry, Rollins, Rollins versus Angle would have been, you know, a marquee match. Yeah, and a match exactly. I could not really get behind. So... But yeah. It is what it is, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of it is what it is, the Males Elimination Chamber match. Uh, I don't know. For me, it was just... It was a very slow-paced match. I loved how it started. I loved Elias in the ring, uh, doing his stick, uh, getting scared when Braun came out. It was fun. Um, But the, the match in general just felt slow. Like, they didn't really... do much with it you know for me it was okay
1: but they didn't capitalize on the momentum they had with the gauntlet match yeah exactly that gauntlet match was so well booked so well done and I felt like it really you know showcased all those characters you know all those superstars Mm -hmm. in such a great light it really was flat you know after that so it really did no one any favors I mean the Miz got eliminated right away uh, even Elijah, right? He got eliminated pretty quickly. Yeah,
0: he gets into the match uh, after Braun has, of course, wiped everyone out. And um, he's trying to pin everyone and Braun yeah. just comes up <laughs> behind him. Which was a him. cool spot. I like that mm-hmm. because why aren't you trying to pin everyone? You know? Uh, this The only
1: person I felt like this really built up was Strowman. Yeah. You know? I mean, he eliminated everyone except himself, right? So um, I, I enjoyed the one spot where they all hit their finishers on him. I mean, that was cool, and he kind of had to roll out of the rings to avoid the pin, Mm. but you didn't really think he was going to get pinned anyway at that point. Um, They've built him up so much, you know, at this... He's a monster, so...
0: At this junction, but... But At the end of this match, where did that that get him? Where did that go? Super Reigns. (laughs) (laughs) We had Super Cena, now we
1: have Super Reigns. So after how many Superman punches... God, he uses that so much. How many spears?
0: I <sighs> it was two spears at was the end. Two spears. But I mean, at the end. there was a throughout couple, the entire through, match. Yes. I think it was around four or three. Uh
1: huh. Yeah. Um. Yep. Reigns walked away as the champion. So, or now, I'm sorry, not the champion. Going to the championship match.
0: Hope you put your money on the right people. But he's really going to be the champion. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so uh. yeah, he's he's going to be facing Lesnar at Mania now. worst fear.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's just. I think we both sent a text to each other saying, "Damn it!" Yes. As soon as we saw um, Rollins get eliminated, because
1: you know, after Raw, it really felt. Maybe that was the whole point of the Gauntlet match. It really felt like, oh, look at that! Look at them really like showcasing Rollins. Mm -hmm. Look at them like you know putting him over, and what an awesome. Awesome match that was for him, lasting for an hour and 5 minutes pinning Reigns and Cena. I mean, that's huge. And to just kind of like, I don't know, he was also pin, I felt like he was pinned relatively soon
0: like was he the third per, third to last person out? Yeah, he was the third to last cuz um it was going to be it was down to Braun Rollins and uh Reigns. Okay. And there were supposed to be, like, these, like, tag-team moments between the S.H.I.E.L.D. and Brawn. And just kind of... Then Reigns
1: hard. turned... Did Reigns turn on Rollins? Oh, Rollins
0: turned on um, Reigns. Okay. Good.
1: <laughs> but,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, it just didn't
1: do him any favors, either. I, I felt like he would get a few big spots, you know, to put him in over more. Exactly. But, yeah. No, and, I mean, seeing how they're going to book him, you know, a- after Raw for Mania, I'm not surprised. Um, which is too bad. Because it felt my, like he had some
0: serious momentum going into this. My foolish self actually got a little excited when I saw Finn Balor taking on Braun for mm. that moment. There was a long moment where he was actually like getting over on him. I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> yeah, no. No. <laughs> Balor had a decent showing, but you Ooh. knew he wasn't going to win. Like, exactly. it's just. It was so obvious. Everything about this match was so predictable and so obvious. It was disappointing that they didn't give us something new. And I really thought they were going to use this match to kind of set up, you know, where the other wrestlers were going into WrestleMania and kind of like tease other angles and feuds. But they didn't even do that. It was just kind of poorly booked altogether.
0: It made Braun look amazing uh, and Reigns got over on him. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Was that to make both of them look strong at that point? Or? I don't
1: know. The fact... Oh, that that's what I wanted to talk about. Raw talk. So you you have that match end, right? And, you know, Reigns is celebrating. And then Strowman, you know, decimates him. Puts him through a couple chambers. You know, is beating on his lifeless corpse. Yep. And then ten minutes later... He's uh Reigns is sitting
0: there on the uh Raw Talk stage talking about if he can recover in time for Mania. Yeah, it's like you just recovered <laughs>
1: 10 minutes later from from the elimination chamber. You're mm. you're strong enough to hold the mic right now and you're smiling about it. So yeah, talk about not selling. Yeah. You know, I don't want to hear WWE marks talk about indie wrestlers not selling or, you know, New Japan guys not selling cuz that's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> This is the definition of not selling. So, I mean, it, yeah. Just poorly booked altogether. Yeah, just a waste of a pay-per-view. And what could be a fun match.
0: Yeah, I mean, the entire pay-per-view for me felt like it was sloppily just thrown together. Yeah, except except for the women's matches.
1: Mm. Yeah, you know, I really did enjoy the women's elimination chamber. And I did enjoy Asuka versus Nia Jax. So, Hardy and Bright had its moments, but yeah, no, that... Titus Worldwide should not be on a (laughs) (laughs) pay-per-view. And the whole contract signing, that was just... (sighs) They should have known that she couldn't hold the mic at that point.
0: Yes. And I would rather her, you know, had just been there staring them at them while this interaction was going. She can be a silent
1: baddish. She doesn't... And that would put her over more, honestly. You know? That that
0: would have done so much more for her. Like, I don't mind this storyline where it's she's you know brand new she's trying to impress people trying to show that she's not just going to be um, like getting all the favors that she could possibly want she's trying to show her ropes and, stuff. and they
1: make they made a point of that to say you know I don't want anything you know you know special I, I don't want my own locker room you know because Hunter made the point of like are you sure there's nothing else you want to add this contract exactly. this is kind of a baseline contract it's very basic for all our superstars it's what everyone else receives and she said, "No, I, I don't want any favors." So I, that was cool. They could have left that part in and just had her sitting there silently staring, you know, the entire time. I w- it would have been fine. But instead, we got this weird kind of forced choke up moment with, you know, where she talked about Piper, which and... is
0: fine. But when you're when you're taking up that mantle, when you're using that part of his name, he's what he Piper was a... known for exactly
1: first
0: of all? <laughs> talking. Exactly. So why
1: even? <sighs> you don't need it to get over, and I understand it's just to like carry on, you know, the legacy or like you know pay homage to him. But like, you could just wear the shirt out. You don't need mm-hmm. to make it a you know part of your character. So, I do, and they're like, really pushing that oh, the yeah. rowdy part of mm-hmm. you know, like that's actually her name now in the WWE, which will last very long.
0: They only like one name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what's it called? Uh, I liked, um, one thing that I like that they keep mentioning is that they keep calling her the baddest woman in the planet or baddest person on the planet. And yeah. I feel like that's what they need to roll with.
1: Yeah, it's what they used to call Tyson. Not the baddest woman, but <laughs> the baddest man on the planet. So, yeah. And I don't know if they use that with the UFC. I'm not sure. But yeah, they definitely need to get that over. Mm. Yeah, you know, I don't... Was it Raw? No, 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 no. It was the pay-per-view where Stephanie was able to slap her and walk away. Yes. I don't need to see that. No. That doesn't do... She should have immediately papers.
0: gone on top of Triple yes.
1: on the table. Yes, exactly. She should be pummeling her right now. So, uh, yeah, I, didn't, I don't think that helped her at all. Now, since we're definitely going to be getting a mixed tag match my problem with this match is well not only is angle a part of it that's you know a huge hang up for me but i don't want to see stephanie in the ring she has no business being in the ring do you think maybe they pull like she uses you know no another wrestler as an avatar she'll be in the, the match could you throw naya jackson there To make it more believable, more watchable? You can, but she's going to be a part of the... I think she'll be on the outside, but, like, do you really want to see... Like, how ridiculous is that to have Stephanie in tights, you know, wrestling?
0: I feel like, um, especially with... I mean, we're going to get into this more with Raw, but especially since we see Nia working with Alexa at this point, Mm -hmm. she's going to be a part of that match. Yeah. She's not going to be in it, but she's going to be there. It just seems so unrealistic, like... You know, that Stephanie would think
1: that she would stand a chance against. And I mean, it's wrestling people. I get it. But, I don't know.
0: Hey, she was backstage saying that she was a has-been, remember? Yeah, that's (laughs) true.
1: Or that she could even take her out. That's Uh right. So, but, yeah. Whatever. That's just me being a a wishful, hopeful fan that we're going to actually get a decent match out of that. Because that's just going to be ten minutes of, you know, pure entertainment. You're not going to get any kind of uh, wrestling out of that one. So, but, Whatever. It is what it is. The pay-per-view
0: should just be renamed It Is What It Is. (laughs) We'll see something better out of her by Next Mania. But besides that... Hopefully.
1: Yeah. Hopefully.
0: So, I don't know. I would have been fine with her starting off in
1: NXT. Yeah. You know, if you really want to, you know, earn your due... She's too big of a name for NXT, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, they put Balor in there. I mean, I guess you could have her wrestling there and wrestling on Raw too so or maybe even just have her stay there for a couple I mean I guess she's been there Uh you know behind the scenes you know training at their facility but I don't know I'd like because that could be cool where you know and that would put NXT over in a big way Yes, but... Earning her stripes and, you know... She's too well known with the general audience. Mm -hmm. And that's what they want on Raw. Well, couldn't you have her work... You could have her work both shows. They've had talent do that. Yeah. So, I mean, and it would draw a bigger crowd to... Well, they're not thinking like that. I know. I know. (laughs) And she probably does have a nice contract where she doesn't have to work that many days. Mm -hmm. So, I'm sure that's part of it, too. So I, I haven't heard anything about her deal, what kind of deal she signed. I know it's a full-time deal, though, so which is cool. I'm glad it's not just going to be a part-time you know thing for her. It's not just a hobby that she's just going to come to whenever she feels like it. I way.
0: mean, this is just the beginning, so we'll see where this goes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't see much for her at Mania, but uh, I definitely... I, during Elimination Chamber, I thought it was going to be more... I didn't think um, Engel was going for that. I thought he was going to be more... Giving us what the internet has been saying, giving us that, oh, she's just, you know, cushioning, getting whatever she wants at Mania. Like, I was expecting him to be more of the heel in this situation. I didn't actually see the the, the authority play, because I haven't seen the authority play in a little while. So I didn't expect them. Really? I see.
1: That would have been against. I don't know Angle's been a pure face, mm. so I wouldn't. I don't know. That would have thrown me off.
0: When, when I saw him starting to mutter to Triple H, I was like, oh, what is. Is he gonna have this like weird heel moment out of nowhere? Yeah, it it would have been
1: too out of nowhere, and I mean, McMahon, yeah, Hunter kind of toes the line between face and heel, mm-hmm. but Stephanie's just a pure heel, so I wasn't really surprised by that. So I I was surprised to see Angle in the ring at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't expect that. So yeah, which I saw right four away, and I wasn't sure what was right happening. away when Angle came in, I was like, oh, he's gonna be part of the match, so. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and I was disappointed mm. <laughs> instantly. So, but yeah, all right. So now we're officially on the road to WrestleMania, even though we're officially on the road to WrestleMania <laughs> after Rumble. Mm. But we're now six weeks out. I mean, we've got Fast Lane still coming up, but whatever, Fast Lane. I think there's like one match I care about on that. Yeah,
0: it feels just a slap together. Yes, well, yes.
1: Um, and I don't think that pay per view is going to exist next year. So, <laughs> whatever, Fast Lane. So, we uh, totally forgot to talk about Cena. Cena in the Elimination Chamber got pinned pretty quickly. So, and on Raw Talk, he was pretty depressed. Yes. So, and he said that, I don't know if I'm going to have a road to WrestleMania now. I might have to do something a little outside of the box. So, he shows up on Raw, and at first he's kind of teasing the whole Undertaker versus Cena match and everything. The crowd went apeshit. I was actually really surprised by the huge reaction that I got. I knew it was going to get a reaction, but my God. (laughs) After that reaction, I don't know how they don't do the match. Um, But then he says that's not going to happen, pretty much. And he goes into, like, well, I'm going to have to show up on SmackDown and, you know, figure something out. So he ends up on SmackDown, and he talks to Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan, and I think it's actually Daniel Bryan who says, okay, well, if you want in... You know, WrestleMania on the SmackDown side, you're going to have to earn it like everyone else. You're going to have to go against AJ Styles tonight. So, if he pins AJ Styles, he gets himself into the main event at Fastlane. So, which will now be a six man match. So, you've got Corbin, you've got Owens, you've got Zane, you've got Ziggler, Mm -hmm. you've got Styles. And, of course, at the main event, Cena beats Styles. So you've got Cena
0: now. Mm. So I mean, this is a classic kind of SmackDown move, though. Uh, Multi-man matches. Oh, <laughs> oh <my> God.
1: <laughs> I don't expect Cena to win this match. I do feel like Styles is going to walk into Mania mm. as champ. Oh, he better. Oh, God. Could you imagine... If you have, like, Cena in one main event, and Reigns in the other main event, how pissed off everyone I would mean, be. I mean,
0: I'd still be happy to see Cena versus Nakamura in a title match, but... I saw it already. I mean, it was in a
1: title match. Well, it, yeah, I... I it wouldn't know. be as much... It's not Styles as, yeah. versus Nakamura. That's what everyone wants to see. Mm-hmm. So, I would definitely be disappointed. Um, yeah, somewhere down the line, maybe... Great,
0: but not on, at Mania. This is Styles
1: and Nakamura's match.
0: I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think Undertaker's going to show up at um, Fastlane.
1: I don't. No, I, I. the way they made it sound at Raw was that that match just isn't happening. And they're actually teasing right now that Mysterio might be uh, signing a huge deal with WWE, which I'm surprised, especially with his age um, and yeah. him showing up at New Japan's uh, San Diego events. <laughs> So, but uh, the rumor is that it might end up being Cena versus Mysterio, and I at Mania, and I don't know why or how this match would work, or why anyone would really want to see this match besides nostalgia.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm still. I'm still hoping that you know Undertaker shows up uh, the <laughs> actual show. And fight Cena rather than... Yeah, I would much rather have
1: Undertaker versus Cena than Mysterio versus And that's nothing against Mysterio. Mm -hmm. I just don't really see the point of that match. Yeah. You know, and you're going to get... I don't see Cena being a heel, and I don't see Mysterio being a
0: heel. So you're going to get the classic baby face versus baby face match. Do do you think uh, Ray comes out and is like, I'm still mad about the night that you took the tile off me for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) and the whole crowd will be like
1: huh? (laughs) (laughs) that was bogus (laughs) yeah it was
0: but still um yeah it was no this is all just for me it's just a big mess I don't like that Cena just gets to walk into Smackdown and gets a main event chance against him he lost the gauntlet match rather Mm -hmm. quickly he lost the elimination chamber Rather quickly,
1: he went through both those matches the last week. He can he just walks in to SmackDown and pins Styles in like a ten minute match. What does that do for Styles?
0: Absolutely nothing yes. positive, at least. Exactly. What does that do for SmackDown as a brand? Makes it look like the lesser brand. Exactly. Which, so, I mean, makes just, Vince happy, I guess. I guess it, He owns both,
1: though. <laughs> <laughs> just piss poor
0: booking. You
1: know, I don't mind Cena being part of this match, but I don't need for him to go through styles mm-hmm. to do it. You know, and it's a waste of a match. A match that could have been a high caliber match. It wasn't a bad match, but it didn't have enough time and it felt rushed. And, you know, it just does nothing but hurt your champion. You know, odds are already stacked mm-hmm. against him. So why do this?
0: He should have faced like Ziggler or um, Zayn or even Owens.
1: Make him do another gauntlet. Have him, you know, have to go through a couple people. Not that it would make anyone else look good, but... Yeah, or a handicap match or something, you know? I definitely was originally thinking he might do a handicap match against Owens and Zane. You know know what What I would have mind seeing? Maybe, I'm not saying that it would lead to an actual heel turn, but if he was so desperate during the Styles match that he, like, you know, grabbed some trunks or used a chair or did something to, like outside that, guy. like, I, I don't mind the whole desperate Cena-like no, no. angle. Because at least it gives a reason for Styles to lose that match to
0: him. Well, see, he that... just went through a chamber match. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see, that plays into what I would want after Fastlane. I okay. would want to see Cena continue to be desperate for a match, and that's why he goes after Undertaker at this point. He's just calling him out, calling him out, calling him out, and eventually Undertaker is like, oh, you want you want to do this? Yeah, <laughs> I could see that. Uh, it Kind of uh, HBK.
1: That's yeah, their second. That's match. exactly.
0: Yeah, they did the what I am I'm imagining, thing,
1: where HBK finally put his career up, mm. which is also a possibility. You know, at least make it a little interesting. Exactly. So we know Cena has put some a lot of, stakes. Yes, exactly. He's got a lot of projects and everything, and I definitely don't want to see Cena, the seventeen-time, uh, world champion. No, I'll be very upset if that happens. So I mean, and I think most people will be, you know, yeah, I mean, not just if you're a Ric Flair fan, but if you, if you're a hardcore wrestling fan, you that stat means something to you. So and Cena winning it just feels I don't know disingenuous because you know we know how Flair carried that belt mm-hmm. and how long of a period of time you know he held the belt. So it just it's different, you know, and not not to disrespect Cena and what he's done, but I still feel like that's something that should just, a stat that should be untouchable. You know, there's no reason for anyone else to have that mm. stat but Flair. I mean, let the man die at least <laughs> with that stat. Let him go to the grave with it before you have someone else beat him. You know? He's going to outlive us all, dude. He might. He might. <laughs> so, but yeah. Cena doesn't need that featherness mm-hmm. cap at this point. So, yeah. I definitely don't like anything about this. I really don't. So, but uh, what else did we get from the last two shows from Raw and SmackDown? We're still on this whole Bailey and Sasha thing. Yep. You know, we're just waiting now for Sasha to finally turn heel, or Bailey, or Bailey. I guess. I'm, I'm at this point. I'm almost hoping
0: it's <laughs> <kind of> like, <laughs> Be something interesting. I feel like they've
1: been teasing this for months now, mm. so it's just stop drawing it out and let it happen. You know, I know they had that little moment at. at, at, at the chamber match yeah. where you know she knocks Bailey off but it
0: was chamber. no different than Royal Rumble no
1: no and it keeps on happening I get it and they kind of had a, a exchange during the tag match that of course they threw together on Raw another six person tag but um, yeah where she, uh, Bailey actually I think she got a hard tag from Sasha Ooh. and then Sasha went to go for the tag and Bailey actually stepped away from the apron but it was kind of like you know that's what you get you know it wasn't a, a heel moment for Bailey, So, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that we'll get... It seems like we're
0: going to get a match out of those two. Yeah. I, I'm I'm rooting for hashtag, you know, heel Bailey 2018, right? <laughs> That's what I want to see. It would be different, right? Uh-huh. It's something we've seen. Mix Nostris it up a, a little. Yeah. Yeah. But they're going to put on a good match. Poor I think girls. the more interesting thing we got from that six-woman match was... Uh, the fact that Alexa Bliss was now working with Nia and Mickey. Yeah, I mean, they didn't come out and say that, you know. True, mm. sure. I mean, we knew that she
1: had a, a alliance with uh, Nia, but it seems like Mickey James is sticking with her.
0: Well, Yeah, but I, I also see that as, okay, there's Oscar's road. For the next six weeks, she's going to have to go through Mickey James, she's oh. going to have to go through um, Nia, and then she's going to get uh, Alexa. Yeah, absolutely. That seems to be,
1: you know, the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, you know, And she kind of already went through Jax, but, you know, she's definitely going to be facing, you know, Mickey James in the near future. Well,
0: so. She's definitely going to have to have some kind of answer for getting pummeled at the um, Elimination Chamber.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's true. So, I mean,
1: she's going to... I totally forgot that even happened. Yep,
0: Nia put her through the barricade.
1: Yeah, she did. That was a nice spot, too. Mm-hmm. That was well done. So, she kind of had an answer in this tag match, though. So, you know, she definitely, she got the pin on her. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I want to see another match between those two. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get one, no matter what. (laughs) They're still six weeks out,
0: so. Also, what happened on Raw is that Rollins beat The Miz, but then we also had Balor come up and show him off. Show him off. Show him up. I mean. Get him off. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's, not, that's a different episode I didn't do that one <laughs> you're just helping someone's fan fiction
0: right
1: now <laughs> uh, it was interesting because it kind of made Finn look heelish a little right? yeah so uh, I don't know if it really did Miz any favors it def- definitely didn't do Bal- Balor any favors no Um it's... Because then he challenged Miz for a match after he just lost a like ten minutes, you know. I don't. I
0: didn't get it really. Yeah, I just, the whole moment felt very odd and weird.
1: Yeah. So I mean,
0: obviously it looks like we're gonna get a three way dance mm. for the IC belts at Mania. This also this match did nothing for Balor because Miz literally just lost and that's, that's still I'm a saying. lengthy match. Yes.
1: So yeah, it, it made no sense. I mean, I guess the Miturage beat him down before it, but the club came out, chased him away, and then yeah, it was still like a good like five10 minute match after that <sighs> mm-hmm. where Finn should have been able just to roll him up after Reigns. Are
0: these two teams going to be on are these two teams going to be on um, the pre-show again? Is that what we're gonna get for mania as well? Pre-show champs? Yeah <laughs> they should just have a belt for that. um
1: I don't know, I hope not, but yeah, probably. It really, I mean, it's disappointing. They just, I don't know, I don't understand why they have such an issue with the club. Mm. But I'm hoping, actually, and we'll get to this, um, but now that we're done with the whole Titus Worldwide crap, that we're going to actually maybe see the club and maybe um, the revival in that
0: kind of... Yes, they did um, tease the revival more at Elimination Chamber. Like, they were watching um, the pre-show match. And uh, they were like, "This is not real tag team wrestling. Uh, the the club looks terrible out there. They're yeah. really going in on them. So maybe you get those three teams, you know, mixing it up for those tag team belts,
1: and you know, throw a ladder in there. <laughs>
0: sure. well, so. Yeah, but then what do you do with the other three way tag match that we will probably see from SmackDown side? I don't know, man. It's <laughs> I
1: don't know. And we don't know if that's definitely happening or what's going to Because that's that was this week. So, I mean, that could actually happen at Fastlane. Yeah. So, we'll see. I mean, it, it really, it, it just, I don't know where they're going right now. Hmm. The tag division definitely seems all up in the air right now. It really does. And it's unfortunate. Because hmm. you have some good teams on the roster, but they're just being poorly booked. So and that's
0: always the problem. Yes, you know? But not to get too far away from the IC title cuz I mean it's an important title. It's going to be a good match I think between The Miz, uh Balor and Seth Rollins because they're all good wrestlers. Um I mean I know you don't think The Miz is <laughs> He's okay I and mean, he's solid but he's I mean I definitely want to see him stop using Brian's moves at this point. I I don't see it. Unless it's going to lead to something, Yeah, you
1: know, with Brian, I I really don't see the point of it, you know, and it really takes away from those moves, you know, in my eyes, especially because he's getting over with them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's annoying. I hate seeing the crowd really get behind him doing the S-kicks. But that's the whole point, is
1: he's a heel, so it's supposed to be annoying, Mm. but the fact that the crowd is so behind him... I mean, yeah. I'm more annoyed by the crowd than I am by him using it. Yeah, kind of, right? Mm. Yeah, but that's the cool thing to do is to cheer the heel. So, Which <laughs> I, I love heels, so I, uh-huh. I don't have a problem with that.
0: But uh, I, mean, I get there, what too, you mean. But, um, I definitely i, I want to see Ballet turn heel at this point.
1: Yeah, because they're not doing anything with them. So you might as well, I mean... But once again, I mean, if you sell merch and, you know, you're over as a babyface, it seems like we don't get those heel turns too often nowadays. Right. You know, they're so skittish with it, but I think it would really help him, you know, and it, it gives you another strong heel mm. on your roster, on the raw side. So, I, it, it wouldn't hurt. It really wouldn't, you know, because he's very bland right yeah. now in vanilla as a baby face. He doesn't have much of a personality except he likes to smile a lot. So, and he's got a fancy blue leather jacket. Oh my (laughs) goodness. I was like, does he have a leather jacket like to match all of his tights? Like does Uh he have a red one? Does he have a, I don't know. I, I
0: I was like watching, I was on Twitter and I was just, all the comments about him wearing a blue outfit and the, Comparison to Blue Tista. Yes, yes. It's just amazing.
1: That's the first thing I thought of when I saw him, too. So, uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: so the road
1: to WrestleMania is looking a little rocky right now. Yes. Um, I, I'm trying to think, was there anything else like major coming out of the two shows?
0: Um, Did we get anything for the SmackDown Women's Championship? Any developments there?
1: No. I mean, you've got uh, Ruby Riot. Uh, facing Charlotte at Fastlane. So, which, I, it's going to be a good match. Mm-hmm. Um, but since she's facing her, unless, well, I guess you could kind of have those continue on to Mania, especially if Riot wins. Yeah. So, I mean, that could be interesting. I'd be behind that. I feel like Charlotte's going to definitely defend that belt on at Mania. So, you know, I, I don't see who else they, you know, put in that picture that we haven't seen before. Maybe Becky Lynch. You know, but I feel like those guys have wrestled a lot, too. Mm. I just don't want it to be, like, a, you know... Multi. Yes, like a five-person match or, you know, what we're getting at a six-pack challenge or whatever. We're getting a fast lane. You know, I just want it to be a classic one-on-one
0: match. Especially the problem is AM. that it really could be that because of the Riot Squad not having a match. Um, I mean, unless, unless they throw in some women's tag titles. I mean, we have just factions yeah. running around and
1: I understand like you want to include everyone in mania mm-hmm. but you know I feel like mania needs to be the best of the best. Yes. It can't just be, you know, a participation award that they hand out to superstars. That's why we have battle royals. Mm-hmm. You know, you always have the, you know, under the giant, you know, memorial, you know, battle royal just, you know, do something like that on the women's side. You know, and let it be yeah. and let us have just, you know, solid matches, you know, on the actual card. So, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, there really wasn't my, I mean, so what what's the what's WrestleMania looking like right now? Card wise? Like we know we're getting we're getting uh Reigns versus Lesnar. Mm-hmm. I hope to God we're getting <laughs> Styles versus Nakamura. Asuka, right, versus Bliss. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know where we're going. We're getting, we're saying that probably Balor and uh, Rollins
0: versus The Miz for mm-hmm. the IC belt. Does the U.S. belt get, oh get my any god! Tie? I've completely forgotten mm. about the U.S. title.
1: Well, right now, uh, Orton is going to be facing Rude
0: for that belt. I see that going all the way to Mania. Because what it else could does be. Orton have to do?
1: Exactly. And Orton's going to be on the card regardless you know, they feel like he's a big
0: enough name that he you, wants... Is it, are we going to be turning heel for this?
1: <laughs> I hope not. I, I mean, I, I want Randy to be heel at this point, but I'd rather have Bobby Roode mm-hmm. as a heel. So I could see maybe Orton beating him at fast lane for the belt, and then Roode just, you know, showing his true colors, if you will, and, you know, going full heel.
0: Roode makes a good... Dastardly villain. And I think that's a great character to go up against someone as cerebral as the Viper.
1: Yes, he's a natural heel. Mm. So he's kinda out of his element as a face right now. I just I'm not buying him as a face, and I feel like he will truly get over as a heel. Yeah. And I don't feel like they have those pure heels over yeah. at SmackDown
0: right now, besides Owens and Zane. I barely feel like they're on a the raw either.
1: No. No. There's a lot of tweeners going on right now. A lot of tweeners. So I mean, Root is almost a throwback to, like, an 80s heel, which I love. Mm. So I, I I hope that's what we get. So uh, I feel like we're going to get Hardy
0: versus Wyatt. Yes. Uh, it feels like it's going to the compound yes. right, at this point. Yes, thank God. And that's where <laughs> I want it to
1: be. So um, that that should be fun. Mm. Um, but otherwise, I mean, we've got the tag belts kind of up in the air. We don't know what it's going to look like by the time we hit Mania. I'm guessing you're gonna get you know New Day versus um, uh, the Usos, in some form or fashion. Maybe another team thrown in there. Uh, I'm okay with that. I mean, I, I might even want to
0: see New Day be taken out of the equation and just have Bludgeon Brothers versus the Usos. You know what? I like the
1: I like the idea of New Day versus the Usos because I feel like they've earned it. I feel like they've earned to be like earned that big stage. Because I really enjoyed that feud mm-hmm. um, this past year, so now I feel like okay, let's let's go to Mania with it. But I see what you're saying; it's someone new and someone different. Yeah, I just feel like we'd get such a better match out of the New Day. Probably because they know each other so well, exactly. And they put such a great show on in the Hell in the Cell. Hmm. I would love to see what else they bring. But I, I could definitely see maybe like we were saying before, maybe it end up being like a three way you know, between mm. those teams, you know, the Bludgeon brothers, you know, being thrown in there too. Yeah. So I mean throw a ladder in, like I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> whatever matches so so, just throw a ladder in. You know, whatever. I right know. <laughs> it's worked in the past, right? They'll yes. just show
0: um Edge spearing um Jeff Hardy for the millionth time before the match. There we go, right? <laughs> and it's over.
1: Right. I'm I'm psyched for it. So but yeah, yeah. Um, God, yeah. Otherwise, we're, we're getting the mixed match between uh, the McMahons and uh, Rousey and Angle. You can really hear how excited we are for the radio this year. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be some good matches there. But yeah, Card overall is not shaping up the way I'd want it mm. So, and it's ridiculous because they have so much talent on the roster. There's no reason why exactly. you can't put together an awesome card. Especially a four-hour card. Do we get Daniel Bryan back? Do we get... Does this McMahon and Bryan situation come to a head at Mania? Is it actually leading to a match between the two? Or, you know, Daniel Bryan making his
0: in-ring return? I mean, the only way I can say for sure is after Fastlane. What happened, like, if they start to build that story. Because they're going to need the four And I might have
1: actually asked this question four episodes <laughs> again before uh, the Royal Rumble. Mm. And we're still sitting here wondering. <laughs> and I was like, we're going to ask this question again. Yeah, We are. It's just crazy. Like, I, I just, it feels like it was, like, coming to a head. It mm-hmm. was getting real heated. And now, like, they just kind of, like... Touch on it every episode. I don't know if they got cold feet or they're trying to stretch it for some weird reason. I just don't know where they're going, you know. And it's I feel like they've lost momentum at this point. Mm-hmm. Especially like I, I feel bad for like Owens and Zayn because I kind of I feel like it's holding them down because I I don't know what those guys are doing for Mania. Nope. You know maybe you get a like a tag team match with those two and verse Bryan and McMahon. You know, I could see maybe something like that happening where they end up like, you know, turning on Brian and, you know, Shane reinstates him and, you know, they have a tag match against each other. They're probably gonna want to protect Brian's first match back if he is coming back. Uh-huh. So, I mean and like I said, I mean, is it ideal? No, but I feel like I'll take Brian any way I can get him at this point. You know, if it means that we might get more matches from Daniel Bryan down the lane, awesome yes
0: so I mean do you feel like we're just in an era where we have way too many good superstars and they just don't know what to do with it it does feel weird like that right Mm -hmm. like they just but it should be easy like it should just (laughs) be like
1: you know painting you know by number like you should be able just to piece together a card and have good matches if they just like looked at the quality of match first before the storyline which they'll never do Mm -hmm. you know as long as the old man's still alive you know, they're not going to do that. I feel like it'd be so easy to put together a really awesome card. Because yeah. you do have so many talented wrestlers. If they get the time and the right storyline,
0: we're golden. I mean, these superstars right now could elevate every single title that's on the show. Oh, easily. Easily. But it's it's the writing
1: that's keeping them mm-hmm. down and keeping those titles down. You know, and then knowing what's going to happen... In the long run, after Mania, where we're getting rid of you know the one show only pay per views, and we're going to go co branded across the board for the rest of the year. Oh god! Just another hindrance. Yes, exactly. It's going to water down both shows and all those titles, you know, instantly. So it's really disappointing. It really is.
0: So let's talk about New Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Something less disappointing yes. from time
1: to time. Huh? So some serious stuff happened over the weekend. I seemed, it feels like they planned this stuff out for the WWE pay-per-views. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yes. Like these big angles are being shot on pay-per-view weekends. Mm-hmm. So Because I think we had some big stuff happen at the Rumble weekend, right? Yes. Uh, that was during... Um, that was a whole Cody turn. Mm-hmm. Not turn, but finally. <laughs> you know, everything came to a head between him and Omega.
0: <sighs> so we had kind of the beginning of the civil war at this point it was um day one had what's it called it had page cody what was the name of the card (laughs) oh what What
1: What are we talking about man honor rising there we go so the people know what we're talking about honor rising right Mm -hmm. two-day event between ring of honor and new japan yes so pretty cool co-branded you know Two companies working together to mm. get each other over. Fun matches throughout each yes, card. right? But, you know, the big news that we wanted to talk about is we had um, Marty and uh, Hangman and Cody mm-hmm. in a six-man against... You had Omega, Ubushi um, mm-hmm. and Chase Owens.
0: Yes, we got that match. Um, it was a really fun match to watch. And I actually got a lot... I got to see Chase Owens more, which I haven't seen too, too much of him. Uh, It was fun. Honestly, I've never heard of the guy until like the (laughs) last month and a half. Uh
1: So I had to look him up. I was like, like, Chase Owens? Who is this guy? (laughs) Yeah. So, but yeah, it was a fun match. I love the whole like, you know, tension between Marty and Omega at first, how Marty was kind of... You know, not wanting to face yes. him and just kind of walking around, not knowing what to do. I mean, they finally mixed it up, but, you know, I thought that was really even cool.
0: Even more towards the end, uh, they had an opportunity to insult him by doing the Terminator pose. Yes, and, and he Marty still wasn't against you.
1: Yes, he was still being loyal. So, I like that it's not just, like, cut and dry. Hmm. Like, okay, well, now we're all against
0: you. Omega didn't seem to have any problem hitting him. No, right? <laughs> With anything.
1: So, um... Yeah, which all, was also interesting. So, yeah, so the end of the match saw uh, Hangman getting the pin.
0: Yeah, I think he pins Chase Owens. He pins, of course. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the fall, they should just call him the fall guy. The fall guy, Chase Owens, mm-hmm. who was obviously in that match just for that. We should have seen that coming. Although, I guess Hangman could have taken the pin. But, I don't, it seems like New Japan's behind Hangman a lot yeah. lately. So, I, I, I guess... I'm guess whatever i don't know i don't
0: get it maybe i don't i mean
1: we it's just as much as we don't get sling blade at this point. yes so. right um but anyway <laughs> so yeah so but then after he gets the pin there's a big pull apart the young bucks come in separate people cody grabs the mic and says this is my bullet club which is huge because this is the first time that he's yep. really said that he wants to be the leader and kind of expressed that he feels like he's the leader and then you get an interesting interaction backstage, you know, during, I believe it's like the interviews that yeah. they do, you know, after Match, where Hangman's kind of pissed off at Cody, which is the first time we've really seen, like, cracks yes. between those two.
0: I mean, it was more because it was kind of the similar issues that he was having with Omega at the time. It was like, all the attention's going to someone else other than me.
1: Yes, you took my moment. Yes. You know, and Cody does apologize for taking his moment and, you know, you know, seems sincere, I guess. Yeah. So, but yeah, (laughs) he's not, but whatever. Uh, So we go to night two, and we got the Bullet Club versus the Golden Lovers, the Bullet Club being represented by Cody and Marty. Mm -hmm. So, awesome match, Um, great showing by both teams. Um, The end of the match sees uh, the Golden Lovers picking up the pin. They're standing in the ring afterwards, and they declare themselves the best tag team in the world. And then all of a sudden, we see the Young Bucks walk out. So they, you know, are obviously upset. Hmm. They get on the mic. They make the big announcement that they are no longer uh, in the junior heavyweights. Uh, The junior tag division? Thank you. So they make the big announcement that they will no longer be in the junior tag division and that they're moving on up to the heavyweights, which is, it's about time, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And... They kind of get in Omega's face for calling themselves the best tag team yeah. in the world. So, and Omega's, you know, apologizing, you know, left and right. He seems sincere once again. But then, I thought this was weird. <laughs> they walk out of the ring and everything, and then he gets on the mic, and he's kind of laughing and joking in Japanese. Bro. And I, Do you we know, know what he said? I don't, <laughs> I, it kind of went against what, you know, him, you know, him apologizing. To the Young Bucks. So I was like, I really want to know what he's saying Mm -hmm. in Japanese right now. Um, So, But there was no subtitles for that. (laughs) So, uh, but yeah. Um, And then we got the big announcement that uh, at Wrestling Strong Style Evolved in Long Beach, we are getting a match. So they are uh,
0: going to be wrestling each other March 25th. I think this is a great way to kick them off in the um, heavyweight uh, tag division.
1: Yeah. 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 And it makes sense why they would want to do this, you know, on American soil. You know, so these are big events for them. It seems like it's going to be a pretty small venue again. I'm not sure why they're going that route. I feel like they could probably pull in a decent crowd for this caliber of match, especially if this was booked, they know, even commented
0: there on Twitter like we should have tried to get a larger venue.
1: Oh, who who's that? Young Bucks. Young Bucks yeah, yeah,
0: that that's weird, right? Mm. I don't know what they just don't trust themselves that they could draw. I I don't know. I mean, last time they were here, one hundred percent sold out, complaining crowds. Yeah, it wasn't enough,
1: and it wasn't, and it was a shitty venue too. Like they didn't even have like stadium seating mm-hmm. in that place. yeah, it was
0: all standing right. Yeah,
1: it was really, really crummy. So I I'm wondering too I'm hoping that this is televised because the last one was mm-hmm. actually televised live so on the fight network. So I'm hoping that we get this televised so but I I don't know it, it was it, it's interesting. I, it, we've got a lot of cool things coming from New Japan right now. In a short period of time. Because mm-hmm. then Mania weekend, we're getting this super card
0: match between Omega and uh, Rhodes. So Huge. Yeah. And it's, it's almost a bit more exciting than Mania at this point. Yeah. Right
1: now. Yeah. I'm actually probably looking and forward to that And I don't even know match. what else is
0: on the card at the moment.
1: Yeah. I'm looking forward to that match more than pretty much anything else on the Mania card right now. So, Yeah. Which is you know, it is what it is, mm. right? <laughs> it's 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 fun to be in a world where there's that much great wrestling yes. out there. So let's let's look at it in a positive way. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's gonna be going up against NXT? Uh no. NXT is Friday. Oh, so it's gonna be going up against the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Okay. Well, I can miss Goldberg's speech, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. So but yeah. Yeah, big things. Big things coming out of the world of wrestling right now on the independent scene. Although I don't know, I, I don't consider New Japan independent.
0: At this so. point, can they really be considered... No,
1: no, no, not at all. So so that's going to do it for this episode. But before we go, we got some uh, shout-outs we want to make to some awesome podcasts that you
0: guys should be listening to. Yes, we'd like to shout-out Hollyweird Paranormal, uh, a Hollywood true crime and paranormal podcast Following true crime stories with a paranormal aftermath sounds real spooky, man.
1: Yeah, uh, actually, if you I listened to their last episode, um, it was about the movie The Misfits, which I didn't know much about, but it was really entertaining. And if you do like supernatural and kind of that like mm-hmm. mystery stuff, this is definitely an episode or a show that you should check out. Definitely.
0: Uh, we also want to shout out Nerdy Nomicon, a podcast and YouTube channel. Check them out for all things geeky, goofy, and whimsical. Got a bit of an edge on them.
1: All right. And uh, last but not least is one of my favorites, The Mole Man Show. I'm going to read their blurb. I'm not going to try to sum up the show. (laughs) So uh, trying to be entertaining, dare I say funny, talking about the fucked up world around us. Everything is fair game on this show. And they mean everything. Everything. Check them out. Great
0: show. Entertaining, listening. Definitely binge-worthy. And we also got to shout out ourselves, right? We're on iTunes, we're on Podbean, and what else are we on? We're on Stitcher, people! Thank the Lord. Got that email. <laughs> Finally! Jeez! My God. What? I mean, iTunes was quicker, right? Yeah. Uh...
1: What's the deal, We Stitcher? actually looked
0: ourselves up first and saw that we were there. We thought we'd throw you the bone by being <laughs> on your 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 crappy service. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> not crappy whatsoever no no no, no. stitcher your g- we're gonna get another email from them <laughs> right
1: <laughs> so but yeah but yeah check us out there if that's the uh,
0: format that you choose to listen exactly to us on, so the forum if you will we're spreading you know we gotta get out there like a disease <laughs> <laughs> so also check us out
1: at 12 ounce sports radio yes quench your sports thirst
0: yes and pop. That was almost sexy, Christian. Uh, Well, you know me. (laughs) (laughs) I do. (laughs) Um, Also, our house band playing right now. Them Guilty Aces. Head over to iTunes.
1: Um, If you're digging the rockabilly music you're hearing right now, check out their Twitter account for upcoming shows. They're based out of Chicago. Just a fantastic band. Great listen.
0: Yeah, on their uh, Twitter you can find their website and get that free EP. That's right, Well, it's still available. Free stuff rules. So that's going to be it for this show. I'm Christian. I'm Damon. And that's The Amazing Nerd Show.
1: Stay nerdy, people.